This episode of the CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have two convenient locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. I love going to Capitol Hill. I'll go order my food, whether it be tacos, burritos, or tamal. I love their tamales. They're fantastic. And then I'll go sit on the patio, enjoy my meal, and then wait for something interesting to happen. And given that it's Capitol Hill, something interesting always happens. If you don't have time to go to either location, you can always order through your favorite food ordering app, Uber Eats, Caviar, or Chow Now. They make it really easy to get all of your favorite items. So next time you're craving some delicious Mexican food, stop in or order. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. It's been a bit. I have today, um, introduce yourself. All right. Oh, hi, everybody. Um, yeah, Carlos, thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I wait about 10 minutes to introduce. Yeah. But this is my first show back in two months. I haven't done one since uh, uh, April. So you're saying you're a little rusty now. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean... Everything is bonkers, as we've been talking about, right? And you hear craziness every day, and I didn't... This is a little sad. I didn't find enough positive to merit a show. Like, because I was bummed. Right. There was just too much going on, and I want my show to be positive, and I want, at the end, to say, okay, there's... I I took something away um, that uh, that is good, Right, and I just haven't had that. Oh, there's, um, you, there's positives, but you can't have positives without the negatives. Yeah, and I would say it, it's been hard. You, months we just get so bogged down in the right. negatives. You can't even create. You can't yeah. even do anything. Um, yeah, for those those on the show, thanks thanks for having me. I'm Sean Sheffer. Um, I'm the owner of Cure Cocktail, which is one of the bars here in Seattle, and a little relevant at the moment. But we're probably the only bar. Uh, in closest proximity to CHOP, the Capitol Hill Occupy protest, formerly known as CHAZ, the Capitol Autonomous <laughs> Zone, um, all that. Um, and even a week before that, uh, with the Black Lives Matter protests and everything that's making national headlines. And in many ways, uh, for those listening, I'm a small business owner um, run by a few folks in the family, maybe a staff of like five. Right. Uh, and... Even before all of that, we were a bar that was shut down by Governor Inslee's kind of uh, a shutdown to prevent the spread of COVID or coronavirus. Right. 
And so I agree with you. The past three months have been pretty harsh, way down on everyone. For many small businesses, it's just like, can you survive? Can you pay rent? And yeah. So we partnered on the uh, partnership, right, for just right. sponsoring some yeah. some kits and delivering them out there to the folks. So with, uh, you know, Rancho Bravo is a, a very supportive sponsor of the show, of the CZ Media Podcast. And Rancho did a Cinco de Mayo uh, partnership with Kier where we did amazing margaritas, spicy margaritas. Yeah, and fire then water. You, yeah. And then you could add on a, a taco kit to it and super it, – it went great, actually. I think I sweat. Great. I did sweat a bit. Oh, I I saw you. I didn't know. Uh, Carlos was, uh, I, to my knowledge, you were the kind of their marketing agency contact. Hey, and yet I saw you in the kitchen. I was. You know sweating what? bullets with them. That was a view. I wanted to take I, a photo. I wanted to make sure that the part that what we did worked and that right. you were able to get. So I am by no means. Um, well, I used to be kitchen staff uh, years ago, but I haven't done that in a bit. But I just wanted to make sure that the customers that you had. Right. Got oh, you had wanted. to that day, but man, it they, was they crazy. Were, I guess so we should talk about that for a little bit because sure. this is May fifth, right. right? And then no, there was nothing. Right. It was just. It was. Was it the start? Was it a few weeks in? I don't even remember. Oh, about the cocktail kits and how it all came to well, be. Well, just or like a how business, uh, the the status of business is being open on May fifth. Oh no, we were still close. We were yeah, shut down. We were shut to down. My knowledge, like March fifteenth yeah. uh, here in Seattle. <clears throat> so I get a call. And saying Rancho is super busy. And I just said to myself, okay, I'm going to need to go to orchestrate and facilitate that the cure orders get done properly. Right. Uh, so I go to Rancho. And so the people that are listening to this are going to be familiar with Seattle and the Capitol Hill area. The, the, as soon as I drive up. You see the cars? The How cars long they past? The Rancho is the only restaurant that has a drive-through i believe on capitol Hill. i think you are you're the only like fast food. i sometimes forget you have a fast food place the lines are past lost lakes which is another restaurant down the street yeah even past another i think mexican restaurant that was around that block right that's how long it was and i was like man the, i thought we we're getting busy no it was right. nuts right it was absolutely nuts and then compounded by the fact that we <laughs> that delivery service we do use every delivery service right, right. which is a logistical nightmare for, right. especially when you get busy they were super busy it got to a point where we, i mean I, I don't know if i should even say this but <laughs> there were about 30 20 30 people inside i i saw i was the there business inside like, the store so at this point it's like I, i'm not management I'm not anything there. All right. I do is I, 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 they're a sponsor of the show and I help out with, with a, a few marketing activities, but I decided to make an executive decision and I stood up on a little step ladder and I said, listen, we have way too many people in here. If you haven't ordered, you need to get out. I remember, I remember that I heard part I of said, that. You need to get out because I don't, I mean, I didn't say this. It's like, you just need, if you haven't ordered, get, get out. <laughs> I, well, staff was just sweating and doubling down, and it was I, I know nuts. the look is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know the look crazy. when you get it was uh, it was funny. I haven't experienced that in a super long time. Well, I'm I mean. glad that you got your 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 wheels and your wings spread for that. Yeah, uh, it's just it was in many in many instances. Yeah, bars got shut down, 
businesses have dried up, a lot of bars have boarded up, and that's kind of the harsh truth. Yeah. And in many instances, you know that the demand's still there. People still want to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. They still oh, want to yeah. eat great tacos. They right. still want to drink great drinks. I even thought to myself, if I'm driving up and I see this, I see 15 cars, 20 cars in line for the drive-thru, right. eh, I'm not going to go. Nope, I'm out. I'm, like, I'm, you know what? I'll uh, make my own QFC tacos. is open. Right. I'll just go and get some meat there. QFC and, and Safeway. Yeah, I'll make my own tacos. Did you know the Safeway down the street uh, lost their liquor license recently, too? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, the one closest one. I'm not sure what happened over there, but the demand's so high, and I guess they wow, couldn't manage I didn't know all that. that. Yeah, so hmm. they're just... They're hungry. They're they still want to go out, and so that's probably why you were so slammed on Secret It was good. It was good. But it feels like a lifetime ago, though. It really does. Yeah. It really does. So yeah, Sean's here. Like I said, he's the owner founder of Cure Cocktail. What street is it on? It's on sixteen forty one Nagel Place. So it's like parallel to Broadway Street. So uh, Cal Anderson Park. We're right across from that, and there's uh, probably the tennis courts, the and tennis the basketball courts, basketball courts, or the skateboarder courts, yeah. or, or the the what's it called, the bike polo courts, whatever you want to yeah. call them. But we're right there to, next to Rockbox, um, and we probably have like the first hand view of nearly everything. That's <laughs> yeah, front yeah. side, right. you have court side tickets, literally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Rockbox is the karaoke place, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, you know the for the artists out there, they're Close to uh, Blix. Yeah, Blix, Blix Art Store. Blix Art Store. Um, Rockbox. The Molly Moons on Cap Hill. Like I said, Cal yeah. So, Park's yeah, coming. you're in the heart of, of everything right. that's going on. So, obviously, everyone who pays any attention to media knows that Seattle is pretty popular at the moment. But before that, let's just talk a little bit about, like, how are you doing? Like, how... You know, we've gone through so much nuttiness, and I've um, even though I haven't done my podcast, I haven't done the CZ Media podcast. I've continued to do the the Reality Happy Hour podcast with uh-huh. my wife, where we talk about trash TV. Uh-huh, so, are you familiar with Ninety Day Fiance? Oh uh, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, you keep that energy going. Yeah. That's good. So we've been uh, we've been doing weekly podcasts about Ninety Day Fiance, which is a to- like. I have, I only have tolerance for trash TV to watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> That's it. And then the the energy that it takes to do the podcast about it. But I haven't done my own. Um, but how how are you? Like what? Oh man. How, how have you been? I would doing? say just say thank you for asking because I feel like this time, kind of like how you felt, kind of in a droll, kind of just. It's been so hard. You feel this weight on you, everything from you can't go out. You're worried about this, um, let's just say, the, a, a virus that you can't physically see, you only hear about. And you know, if you trust science, that you should follow the social distancing cues. And then how they shut down your like livelihood and business and how yeah. just this air of uncertainty all around. So I will say uh, a few weeks ago, yeah, I was very down i feel like i yeah. aged like 10 years <laughs> in like a span of a day or two but you're a kid i i, I did not I'm know how old you were you are a kid i am young <laughs> but now i'm old after all this I'm, I'm i'm gonna retire after this it's been i'm so an old timer difficult i'm old timing oh, and see. then especially now with my quarantine beard i had a, i had a beard too until the barbershops opened up like yesterday and then did you yeah it was just I I was in a different zone. It's been very honestly. I would just say, it's been very hard, 
and it's been so hard to just speak out about everything that's going on. Yeah. And in, in many ways, like everyone has a voice, and so you want to respect that as well, and you just want to make sure you just put in your work. I feel like for those who are quarantined, you know, stay strong out there. Um, for us, uh, we were labeled as an essential business. Um, yeah. Unfortunately or fortunately, but I feel like it gave the staff, um, those who wanted to work, uh, just some regular um, schedule or just some just right. standard menial things like waking up, having a schedule that really allowed us to just survive. And so I can only imagine how hard it is for those who just been pent up this whole time. So I'm it's, doing okay. Yeah. It's just right. been really, really hard. And that's fantastic. Right. And that's, I mean, that's ideal. At, unfortunately, that's where right. you want to be at this right. moment. The clapping and, at 8 p.m., at least it signals that there's still some regular churn going on that is life uh, for everyone. Where is that happening? Uh, every every day, 8 p.m. around Cap Hill, at least. Really? I'm not sure what your neighborhood you're in, but yeah, uh, we have the hospitals. They The nurses get off, uh, or the CC And they clap? And everyone at the door, they, they clap their huh. hands. And I we, did not know that. Yeah, it's a very common thing, at so, least. Um, the CZ Media Podcast Studios is very close to Capitol Hill, but not. It, we're we're they less shoot. than a mile away, or right. about a mile away. Not too much, but no, no one's clapping here. I mean, <laughs> as a couple of days ago, though, <laughs> I feel like the the clapping has been more or less muted by the amount of people at Chop. Yeah. AKA Chaz, right? So, um, <laughs> anytime anybody says that, though, we're just gonna laugh now. Well, it's just they, they're, they're focusing on the rebrand, and I applaud them for that. Yeah. But like I said, so we'll go into that, right? Because it's made we national head time, headlines. Yeah. So. so let's do this before we get into that craziness, sure, and sure, it's sure. the 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 show my the my show the CZ Media Podcast. I've had on quite a few um, small business owners, and I really like speaking to small business owners. Because it's it's a lot of work, and I really like to dive into w- what it takes, the mind for uh, you know the mentality of someone who does that, and then the stick-to-itiveness and the determination. Like I had on uh, the owner of that Samori Italian restaurant, which is super nearby, and he's an owner of a uh, of a restaurant, and his. His trigger to become a business owner was that he worked for this restaurant for a few years, became part of his family, loved it. The owner at the time decided to sell and retire. And Guy, Guy DeVillier, he said, you know what? I love this restaurant so much. If he just sells it, they're probably just going to turn it into something else. I want to keep it the way it is. So he decided to uh, become an owner. And right. they, he and his husband purchased it, and they've kept the spirit of the restaurant going. Right. And that's very commendable, and that's a very, um, the, the, you know, the stick to and the determination of it, because, you know, the, this didn't happen years ago. This happened very recently. Oh, good. So then now that all of this happened, it's like, you know, they were very nervous and scared and oh, worried. Oh, they've been through it all. And, and, and you know, they've, they've done a lot of uh, their... Entrepreneur entrepreneurial experience has shot since then, right? Since all right. of this crazy thing has happened, because they've had to they've had to deal and adjust. They're one of many that's probably had to adjust. Exactly. Uh, I like that you say that story though, because Cure um, was founded in 2011 uh, by the former owners, and Joe, my brother, who's the head bartender, he's from Las Vegas, and we kind of took the same thing. They wanted to retire, 
and it was about 2017 when we decided to like, hey Joe, you have uh, for those who don't know, he's he was voted Joe Wargo voted Seattle's favorite bartender. Favorite Sorry, bartender. I have to do that oh, plug. He was voted in the stranger. He got two votes from us. <laughs> nice from Lori and I. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, he um, Carlos over here took a took a. A class with Joe, and so I hope that it was educational. But oh, heck that's yeah. kind of the spirit, right? Oh yeah. Um, he was like, super excited, and I'm kind of like the catalyst to drive. Like he has this, he has these dreams, passions to just make good drinks, have good conversation, right? And so you know where Kira's located. We're kind of in a quiet spot, and it was a really good way for him to organically just communicate with just those he wants to teach or those who want to have good yeah. time and drinks. So. Same thing with us. I knew that he had that passion, and I knew that you can't do this thing singular. You said that no. the, that that's more that's a couple at least that's yeah, running it. It's right? a team. You need a team. Yeah, you need it's you need both. And so, you know, I I, I called him up one day and I said, "Hey, you want to help me run this place? It looks like a really good." Uh, spot here in Capitol Hill. He's like, "What's Capitol Hill? What's Seattle?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you just wait till 2020. You'll definitely know now, right?" Right? And uh, he, yeah, he came up there, and then more or less, it was just me and him for a bit, and we took over kind of their. We honored kind of what their their cured meats, their cheeses, and their premium cocktails and their wines. We just we were like, "Okay, it's not broken. Don't we'll, we'll have to fix anything." Yeah. And slowly we came into our own. Right before our, I would say. Uh, we kind of defined ourselves here in 2020. Sure. Just like where we well, are. It's a process, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a, definitely a big learning curve. People didn't think we could stay alive as a bar. Or we weren't, I'm not sure, Seattle enough, even though like we're all just trying to do our best so we can. So, so, so 2017 is when you took this over. Yes. What were you doing before that? Uh, so worked at um, Xbox over at Microsoft. Oh, you're a Microsofter, right? Oh man, all the all the pointed swords there, and and I I believe me, I'll just tell the blunt of it. I've had landlords look at me, brokers look at me, and they're like, "You're just gonna put this into some like Excel equation, and you're gonna destroy this legacy, this bar, this culture." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait, wait!" And like. Well, because you're all numbers. Right. I guess... Uh, you have some soul. There's already this pent-up energy around like tech, and obviously I can talk around that, but remember that this is... Um, Joe Wargo has... He's just been a, in the industry bartender. If you go to Las Vegas, the Fremont Street experience, his whole livelihood, his father before him just bartending and taking those classes, the bartending schools over there, it's, it was literally just him trying to find his passion. As you saw, he was part of the instructors. Yeah. I'm helping facilitate that. But we saw Kier, um, it's called Kier then, just start to retire. And they didn't, um, honestly, they had a couple, like, from what we knew, some buyers who were interested. Yeah. But they didn't fall through. And they just wanted to retire. I, I talked to the former owners, and they, they wanted to just, quote, unquote, just catch up with our lives. They ran right. for seven years. And so... Joe and I came in position, and I was like, okay, Joe, I've been in Seattle. I love the place, and I want to just make sure that we can can do our own thing here and honor kind of that legacy that came here. And so it was harsh because in, in many ways you, you just come from backgrounds, and you hope that people uh, – you build a loyal group that loves your drinks, loves what right. you create. And I would say based off Joe's, he, he has that patience. He has that dedication and – uh, I would say we have a big group of people that really like us um, just for being there just to chat with them. So No, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like we've been, Lori and I have both been to multiple of these classes. 
And uh, probably the biggest takeaway is that now when we have get-togethers, I make awesome margaritas. Oh, nice. <laughs> what a flex. What a flex. We brought in more but, staff. It, it's, but it's... I've never made a margarita until after we went to right? Joe's class. Oh, man. And good. I tried doing – so we, we, we've we gone to the margarita, to the shot, to the martini, mm-hmm. to I think one or two more. I don't recall. Um, but the margaritas uh, are my – my are, favorite are my favorite yeah. and go to. They're my favorite drink. I just gotta say, and it sort of brought me back to tequila because as a kid I drank a lot of tequila, right. but it was. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that this has been. Many people have had this experience where there's just that one night where you drink too, too much, much margarita. Right. All of a sudden, you get too allergic much tequila. to it for some reason. The next day, you're like, I can't. Yeah. I can't so all. that I was, uh, I avoided tequila for a good fifteen years. Wow. But then now slowly, like even when we go to, we go, uh, Lori and I, I call her wife, by the way. <laughs> um, so every time, like, why I just say wife. Well, as long as your listeners know that, then they'll Yeah, yeah they, I, I think they they're do. Good. They're and good. there's a ton of funny stories about that. Um, but we go to Mexico a lot, and you got to have margaritas when you're in Mexico. But um, my go-to drink is vodka pineapple. Hmm. In, in Mexico because it's just it's easy and it tastes great uh, but the the margarita the margaritas now are fa- I love them and then I do all fruits and I try different things and you gotta some, balance it out with all the nice citrus and fresh flavors yeah and so yeah I, I, I and then throw jalapenos in there every now and then oh we do the spices so it's just a we sit down every day, and I guess that's part of how we evolved. When Inslee shut us down, we couldn't do in-dining anymore. Um, like I told you earlier, just like we sat down, we had decreased sales. We were scared to go out. We made 100 bucks that day, right? Uh, I told Joey this yesterday. Uh, the Rock. The Rock has a foundation, or his, his company is called like 7 Bucks or something. Is yeah, back it's a production small? company. Yeah, there was a day where... I'm sorry to say this, but it's true. Uh, Joe and I, business was so slow because of all the fear. We made $9 that day just on a day where nobody was out. So hmm. Brock has his back in swell. I call it 7 bucks. I was like, Joe, even yesterday, I was like, yeah, we could call our company $9. Bucks. Um, but it was that slow. It was that scary. And we we're like, okay, so what if they're stopping us from in-dining just for our safety precautions? What can we do? to what what levers can we pull what opportunities can we take and all of a sudden you pay attention to the liquor board or at least they're they're doing their quote-unquote best to try and support small business but right. we, we saw that okay you can deliver alcohol so classes that you took you and and, and Lori, yeah right took um plus deliveries meant why don't we start taking out our cameras right here and start recording and everything like that just to start like just What's it called? Start recording videos of Joe in action, right. making these cocktails, and start uh, having our head bartenders make these drinks. And let's deliver them to these, uh, you know, Seattleites that are quarantined, because we know that they really want to to make yeah uh, a good cocktail. So, anyways, that's kind of where. Well, because that's what everyone was doing at home. I mean, right. wife has been making like she's never. We've been married eleven years. Congrats! That's amazing. In a, in a little bit. In a couple of weeks, in a mm-hmm. few weeks, we've been married 11 years, but together for 18, I think, or 19 years, if I could scream, she could probably hear me and she <laughs> would answer me. But like 18 or 19 years, 
she's making bread and it's fantastic and she's playing like that's i love it when she's trying new things so she's like oh this type of flour did this and you know using this much water did this so people are doing stuff at home and giving it a go drink making seems perfect it's organic it's you just want to make you just eat an activity yeah we, we felt that even ourselves are just like there's all these cooking shows there's all this recipes out there everyone wants to cook their and everyone has done it you got this qfc's and safeways so oh, all yeah. of a sudden when it gets to the alcohol it's just like oh you just you're on your own on that one so what have uh what have you what have you learned what's uh, okay not that you have room or time or brain space but have you taken that time just to yourself to say you know what there's only so much i can control right because right. it's a, a little bit has to be i can't control it all um, I can only work with what I'm given with. And then for this, for this week, right. Because it's or for when was he doing his updates? Like every two or three weeks. Oh yeah. As common as the Trump's briefings, I would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, okay, it's like, I've got now two weeks. Right. This is what I've got to work with. Um, and I know that you are all of your energy is focused on staying uh, alive, on, on staying alive, yeah. but you still got to, I mean, you still got to be right. You, you you can't be that way 100 percent of the time. Oh, it was probably. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Um, you can kind of see the frequency to which we we had a YouTube channel. We only had one video there, which was talking about the bartending classes. But yeah, kind of every frequency of the video is like every week we had to just kind of translate the bar experience for those who just wanted to good solid drink at home yeah and so we started with like hey joe we're allowed to deliver alcohol now it has to be in sealed bottles so first we'd have to hear messaging from the liquor board just to get the approval of the green light and and they're pretty honestly like, kind of messy about what we could and couldn't do either like they said okay for deliveries you have to go through this application and apply it here and they'll respond <laughs> back and like we were close i'm, I'm serious it's just that you know for exactly. our national listeners, people hear Seattle, they hear how progressive we are, but our laws are bonkers. We have a lot of old-timey Western type of laws, right. but at the same time, we have a lot of prohibitive laws <laughs> that make no sense. I, I forget where it was, but when they shut down bars in like Texas or something, they at least allowed like to-go cocktails, something like that. It took Seattle about, I would say, two months before we could actually make mixed drinks. And that was like maybe two weeks ago right? at the time of this, you know, we're, we're chatting here. But it was like, all right, you can do sealed bottles. You have to be 100% sealed. And you have to just make sure it's in the trunk of their car if they pick it up. <laughs> and that's still the law now. Um, and you that is, to, But yeah. like, what are they worried about? That the Uber right. drivers are going to go and drink them all? Uh, I'm not sure. They don't want drinking and driving. But like, <laughs> I just saying this, throw it in the trunk and then. <laughs> You have to, and I understand they, they want to make sure you minimize, I guess, all dangerous behavior. But so we just, so to answer your question, uh, I would say, yes, it's been hard to have that type of energy. Honestly, now I'm kind of at the tail end of it because, well, I'm not at the tail end because now we're in the middle of chop, like I said. But yeah. at the time it's like, okay, we don't have any customers anymore. We don't have any loyals. How do we, how do we make sure we pay our rents? We didn't know we had reprieve from any rent. Or yeah. This was before like they announced those, uh, those, right, those programs. Like you can't tenants out and a lot of the yeah. laws and then the mayor and then the people's talk is about uh 
protecting those who are just rent payers, but not like small businesses, for example. Right. So it's literally at the the whim of of uh, the landlords for corporate kind of buildings that define if you get rent forgiveness or not. Right. Like the mayor, people on Twitter can just scream like, "Hey, Mayor Durkin, or everyone, just." Make sure you get, forgive rent for the people, but not for small business. That's still just mm. so. Anyways, we're just trying to figure out. So we're like, okay, old fashioned first, because that sounds like Seattle is a whiskey. Would you agree? Seattle's pretty uh, heavy, heavy pour for on whiskeys, right? Yeah. So we're like, let's start with the old fashioned kits first. And Joe, sun glasses. Let's just put a camera in front of him. Let's show him how to make it, and let's even give him like free glassware or something like that. Something just to show them that here and bartenders and bartending and these things. we're still here yeah we just physically can't make it for you but we can do everything except that right so, so one of the fantastic things is uh so as you were doing these kits and you were very gracious to gift me one oh yeah i forgot yeah, i'm glad you you like it oh yeah okay yeah um i thought the margin of this is almost zero for the ingredients on top of it or the bottle itself, that bottle, the whole liter. Well, friend. the whole thing, because you provided a basket, right. you provided glasses. Right. I mean, obviously the ingredients, the containers they go in, the bottle. Right. It's like you, I mean, in my brain, I thought you're doing this right. to just have something for your staff to uh, do. What we saw, though, so... We talked to our suppliers, and we went there. Well, the minute that sealed alcohol went, all the airplane kind of sizes were gone. Hmm. It was all shortage everywhere because every single barn in, in, in Capitol Hill in Seattle just kept selling the, the baby ones uh, with, like, a Jack small one and Coke can, and that was yeah. what they were serving. So for us, we're like, all right, how do we make a serious statement, like, we want you to create cocktails. It was kind of it's a spiritual successor to what we wanted to teach people that bartending is an art, it's a craft, should be respected. We're called Cure Cocktail now, not just Cure, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's very pricey. We gave you the whole freaking margarita glasses. Too, yeah. Right? You and gave glasses. You gave the obviously the bottle. There was a, a liter, basket that right? came in. Yeah. But then I mean, because I work with multiple business. Like, the contained like everything of this costs money, right? And then the amount that you were selling them for, right? When I first heard it before I saw what you were actually going for, I was surprised. I was like, This, like, this should have been, you know, triple the price, yeah, or pretty much. Right? It's like, yeah. you're not, you're, you're really, you're not making a whole there's still ton articles of money out there, like this. to go cocktail kits are like, Oh, cure's kind of expensive on it, but they don't like, realize we're giving you oh, a liter. That's stupid to say, a liter, and that liter yeah. can make. So we had people call us. They're like, hey, this is supposed to make six drinks. You only gave me like four flavors or something. We're like, no, no, no. We gave you a liter. That should last you. I would <laughs> used to say the pandemic, used to say the quarantine, but maybe not so much. I'm not sure where we are now, but it yeah. will last you a good chunk of time. You know, you're only drinking like two ounces per drink there. Right. So I can't. Yeah, you, that's you know, nuts. It's sealed, right? No, but I was super happy when. Um, so Ellen Many. Oh yeah, King King Five, right? Is she with yeah, King? yeah. She's with King Five. She's a friend of the show. She's been on a couple times. I like her a whole lot. Oh wow, you got Ellen here. Yeah. Wow. And uh, when um, when she so she uh, she had you and someone else in West Seattle. Well, uh, she Joe? lives in West yeah, Seattle. That was Joe. We delivered. If you saw the really oh, yeah. brief, I saw it. I'm like, like, hey, there's there's Sean. Yeah, yeah. So it was super. It was super cool to see her. And then again, this was early. This was a few. This was a few weeks ago. 
of, of her seeing that because, you know, at the time we were just worried about doing stuff at home and how businesses could could help you continue to do stuff at home. Uh, and I was really happy to see right she, she that she us. did that. She, did you um, talk to her? Did no, you? no. Okay, so she, uh, if she ever comes back, tell her that Sean and Joe say hi. She's been a big, I would say, advocate of, first off, like, small businesses and, and yeah i really I, I i king evening i think and and she's done a tremendous job um just highlighting this these different i've been begging her there. for a job i mean not that she can hire me <laughs> oh man her crew is kind of cool too they took like a so our first time with 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 uh, ellen was she came to cure because she knew that we were probably one of the few bars in capitol hill that still do this nice kind of meat and cheese date night type of uh, experiences, oh, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Versus kind of like the, the crowded area that, that's very filled with a bunch of uh, people out post-concert from Numos. And, you know, my love goes out to all, all of those companies. So there's... Um, Ellen highlighted that here is kind of a quieter spot and you can have this charcuterie, but what is charcuterie? How do you say charcuterie? Yeah. Or like charcuterie, right? right? Just all that nice stuff, all the meats like, and cheeses. I don't know what all that is. Give me a good prosciutto yeah. and I'm in. Yeah, give give me some good meats and cheeses, <laughs> right? Don't jip me. Give it a good board. Give me some good wine. Let me have a night. Um, so she she found that first. She found us as hidden. Um, we have a lot of loyals now. They're like, uh, here, you guys have gotten too big, too popular. Like we don't know if we can come here anymore. We're like, we're still the same. We're it's still me and Joe. Who Sorry. says this? All our loyals are like, I loved you when you were a hidden spot. Now you're hitting all this media outlets. We're like. No, 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 no. Uh, we're still here. It's still me and Joe. We're just trying to survive because we got shut. Oh Anyways, my goodness. She found us. She recorded us. She did a feature on us about what is charcuterie and what is cheese. Right. So, I remember that now. Right. Just a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then she came back. She said, hey, I see you're doing these margarita kits when I gifted you over here. Can you uh, show me what it is? So what we sent her was a margarita kit. Um, little play on words, margarita pizza, because we did some flatbreads and stuff. But we gave her all that. Plus, by law, uh, we have to give like food, like a meal with it. So we gave her a huge charcuterie board with it too. And um, man, Ellen was great because she she found I think two or three small bars, small businesses that were doing delivery cocktails. Yeah. When that was the thing. Right. That, when I say that, I only mean like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Right. And she she took the time to highlight us on her platform, and I feel like people are calling us saying, "Hey, you've seen the news? You're gonna blow up. Like you're gonna get so many orders." I'm like. Who is this ominous call? <laughs> yeah. And then they hung up. I'm like, what is going on here? And then so King, So the cool thing about yeah. that, are you do you plan to continue to do these mm. kits? I had that question a lot. So because of um, the amount of people going through Cal Anderson Park now where Chop is located, right? Um, nationally, for those listening, Cal Anderson is the park where more or less the Occupy protest is taking place. Oh, well, there's at a the gazillion moment. tents. Right. There's all these tents people there. And it's, anyways, um, yeah, uh, where, that's where it's taking place. What was your question again? You, oh, well, no, it's mostly the deliveries, if, right? The, yeah, the, yeah. the kits. It's like, do you continue? Are, as are long you as planning for the and kits? It's legal, right? So, right now, to my knowledge, every day you have to review these laws. It's insane. It's insane. But it is bonkers. needs to be sealed. It needs to have a full meal with it, right? So For the kits? For the kits. So uh, that's why we paired with Rancho Bravo and the taco kits for our spicy margarita kit. So for our celebration kit, we have some good cakes and everything like that. Uh, and for all of our site, if you go to it right now, it's curecocktail.shop, right? There's a disclaimer there saying like mandatory. Uh, shop. C-H-O-P? No, no, no. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, no, no. Oh, man. All right, let's do the www.curecocktail.shop. S-H-O-P, like your shop hey, in the store. You, okay. we'll, or, or dot Chaz. No, no. I'm, we'll I'm, put I'm, those links in the <laughs> in the show notes. But and then if you go there, there's a disclaimer saying mandatory food purchase with alcohol because oh, that's what the liquor board says. That is so dumb. And so we have Okay, so first of all. <laughs> this is your this, comments? No, this is uh, this is co- all me. This is something that Washington State has I don't make in myself common. a drink while you... While you <laughs> this is something that Washington State has in common with Utah. Oh. So if Washingtonians want to keep on having things in common with Utah, mm-hmm. it's these stupid laws where you have to serve food with booze. Does anywhere in, else have that, to your knowledge? Well, the only one that I know that definitely does not is Nevada. Oh, I'm from Nevada. I'm from Las Vegas. So, so they don't. I wonder, man. I don't want. I'd want to compete in Nevada though, or Las Vegas. Yeah, that's tough. Insane. Yeah. So but, food loss. Yeah. But it's the. It's again. It's the. It's it's because we're so. I mean, we're west, so we're. I mean, the the wild west is was wild for a reason, and a lot of these crazy antiquated laws have not been oh, flushed out wow. yet. Okay. It's food with booze, non open uh, non open containers outside. And these crazy new rules that they're making where if you do delivery kits, you have to have them in the trunk. It's Yeah, it's true. It's almost like if you're carrying a gun, right? There's more laws probably with the alcohol where it goes than the carry. Because we're an open carry state, right? Right. So you can have a gun if you're licensed. You don't need it. So, for example, okay, I could, uh, I'm not, I could be wrong. If I were had a producer, I would have them check. But Illinois is so I grew up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois is an open carry state, but you need to have an open carry license. Oh, I thought it was open until you concealed carry. I'm not familiar with the, the, the laws. I yeah. could be wrong. Yeah, but yeah. here, if you have, we're an open carry state. So if you have, you have to show it that it's out. No, you can if you want, though. Ah, okay. There is no, there's no separation between open carry and then just a gun license. Oh, right, right. That's why at one of the protests you saw the uh, one of the gentlemen with a huge. Well, rifle. No, there's a bunch of them. Right, but, but yes, I don't think they. I didn't research it, but I don't think they arrested him because he didn't actually do like attack or shoot anything. Like, well, the first question got, would have right? been is, do you have a license for it? I, yeah, they could have asked that. And but they didn't. He made national headlines. Everything that's happening in Capitol I mean, is just I've seen headlines. so many. Like, I've seen so many videos of people with random guns. I've right. seen people with full, with, with just an AR-15 right. with uh, a Desert Eagle, right. which is a monster of a pistol, right. of a handheld gun. And then just of regular guns. But the first question is, do you have a license? <laughs> Which no one is asking, right? So. I don't think so. I, I, I feel like, <laughs> well, in response to that, when that happens, and we're there because we're seeing all this buildup. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we feel a, we see a scurry of people just run across our bar. I mean, like, what happened? And we realize, and even the reporters are asking what happened. And we realize that, no, someone was just carrying something out there. Someone yelled, gun, 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 and they ran away. And... For a few weeks there, or like two weeks or so, it was really intense. We got yeah. really scared. So so I have uh, firsthand knowledge of a business on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. that had its window shot out oh, goodness. with guns. And, uh, it wasn't the Ferrari one, was it? Because we know the Ferrari. No, guns. they're still broken. Like, they haven't even tried. I, I, I wouldn't want to be there right I now. I would have. Did they take all those cars out? I mean, they had to have, right? But Right. 
Well, honestly, I my it's I feel bad that they broke those windows, but like I I don't know. It's just bad timing. They couldn't have controlled anything yeah, that happened there. They don't know the police precinct. Like they had nothing to do with it, but No. I, and you know I love cars. Look at me. <laughs> You're sponsored. Look like a NASCAR driver. F1. Oh, F1. This is my F1 shirt. I love cars. If I see anyone on the street driving a nice car, whether it's an old 57 Chevy or a 64 Impala yeah. or, a, you know, whatever, I will beep and then, like, give them the thumbs up and say, your car is fantastic. There's some old cars that run through Capel even right now. Are they? Some loops. Yeah, like di- three or four of them really. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I love it. Uh, my dad had a bunch of cars when he was. My dad is old. He's in his eighties. But when he was younger, he had Studebakers. He had uh, Galaxy Five Hundreds. <laughs> like he had tons of cars. But he would gift them to his younger brothers because he he was the oldest. My dad was the oldest. Mm. He would give them to his younger brothers, and then his younger brothers wouldn't I mean, take care of them. Like I mean, what did? happens when you get something for free? Right. You don't value it as much as you don't value all the it. Hard work. And that's yeah. So they would they would they would get destroyed, basically. And then my dad would, um, you know, when I was when I was driving age, well, like 16 to 20, my dad would show me these pictures of all of these cars that he had. And then I would say, Dad, did you ever think maybe once that you would have? Because I was Give born. Me one, please. Like my dad was a little bit older when I was born. He yeah. was in, um, uh, he was in his forties. Mm-hmm. But did I, I told my dad, did you ever think that maybe you would have a son? <laughs> you gave them all away before I was and born. And that maybe I would want one of these. Well, okay, and- my dad had a you know not not as fancy, but a Firebird. And uh, okay. yeah, the, though they're not nice. 19, I believe it was a 19, like 99 or something, Firebird or something like that. And uh, he gave it to, I think, my brother or something like that. And anyways, I was like, wait, here, hook it up. Oh, please. you're in control yeah. of the oh. Tito's over there. Well, so the this is a uh, I'm the only certified bartender in this room <laughs> right now. So uh, there you are. Let's give you a oh, don't be that shy. Should be a double shot, right? Okay, there, it's probably you. a triple shot for those listening. It's, you know, we do poor counts in our class. I don't think they're, I think that if you, if you don't talk about these things with a little bit of lubrication, oh, you just, we'll just throw off. So we'll we'll just jump off of the window. You should see our bar now, phase 1.5. Like we've had a lot of people just come in and they just, they just want to sit and chat. And it's the interaction. I, I realize about bartending and owning a bar. Like, sure, it's like a cool kind of like, Let's just say midlife crisis dream type deal, but when you're in your twenties, no, no, no. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> okay, so the place, the, the place. Oh, you got me there. No, we just moved into a place, or we're gonna move into a place, and it was about a guy who has a career man, and he right before he wanted to open a restaurant or a bar, he had he got diagnosed with cancer and he passed away, right? So, and and that's the story of like, oh goodness, and then I was like, hey, like. I had a chance. I had a really great family and brother. A lot of say it's like take honestly for those who do want to start their own hustle out there, whatever it is, you it it almost takes double the amount of this effort and energy. With if it's if it's Carlos, if it's you and wife, or if it's me and my brother, like you have to have that double drive, or else you're not going to survive this this industry. But uh, 
the the person I took over from, he was like, his dream was to open a restaurant and or a bar or something, and uh, he passed away, unfortunately, before it happened. Hmm. And now we moved into this new spot, and uh, yeah, they were like, oh, and I was like, hey, I I managed to open one barely, barely, right, barely surviving all this, um, but uh, very fortunate to have to have done that. But yeah, anyways, like I said. You got to have lubrication and all this and I mean, conversation. Yeah, this is what's key to all of this. Oh, I've, okay. That's what's missing. That was what's missing this weekend. You should have seen it, Carlos. It was just so, it was beautiful the way everyone was connecting together again. Yeah. Socially distanced with their mask or whatever, but we wear masks, but we, we had customers come in like, do I have to wear a mask to come into here? I was like, <laughs> yes, you, you know, it's for your protection and we're going to divide and space you apart. Like, we're going to yeah. allow like 10, like, excuse me, like, uh, like five or six people in time. Yeah. But when you physically drinking, you got to move your mask a little bit just to drink. You know. So, so I, the total Mexican in me just came out in all of this <laughs> because I've never cared. When it first started, I don't care. Well, what about your your? I just visited my grandma. What about your grandma grandparents? Or? First, well, first of all, I don't have grandparents. <laughs> okay. They're all dead. Like all of them are I'm sure your listeners have grandparents. Too. I have parents. I mean, they're old, but they're in Chicago and they don't go anywhere anyway. Right. Right. And my you know, wife, I love her to death, but she works in schools. Right. So up until they shut down, she was in she she was interacting with she's a, she's a director for a school district nearby. Uh, so she's been dealing with a lot of people. Me, I've. Uh, I work with quite a few different businesses and I do a bunch of different stuff. We're all out. The The best thing so far that I've heard is from Dana White from the UFC. Oh, I love Fight Island and how they try to shut him down. Like, stop talking about Fight Island and trying to make this happen. Anyways, what do you say? So he said, uh, so first of all, UFC has just been fantastic. Oh, it's those... been my salvation. Right, they had the fight. It kind of like an empty fight center. They, they've had, they've had five. Don't okay. They have, they've had five events. <laughs> Francis Ngannou and all that. Uh, and he said, what, like we're the only live sports event at right? the moment. Well, right. I mean, Top Rank has now been on. They've had two events, uh, but Top Rank right now for boxing um, is going to do live events Tuesdays and Thursdays right. for the next so is month a, or so. A significantly reduced crowd as well. With well, no crowd. Oh, yeah. See? No so, crowd. It's weird. But Dana White said, someone asked Dana White is, what do you think of this person saying they had it? Dana White said, you ask anybody, they think they've had it already. <laughs> you ask anyone, you'll say, oh, back in December, I was sick. Or in January, I was sick for, for you know, and I, I thought I was going to die, but it was only for like two days. I'm on that same boat. <laughs> it's like in I December. Times. In yeah. December, I I didn't feel so great, and then in January, I didn't feel great for about a day, and I thought I had a fever. But my wife is super busy because she's an uber professional woman who has a gazillion other things to do than to worry about me. So she didn't uh, like I wasn't being babied. <laughs> well, although um, I wish uh, I was. I guess I'll press on you a little bit because uh, I was also a nurse. Um, as well for a few couple years so this stuff is it's hard the the, the amount of kind of like messaging that, that came out there in terms of COVID like I did a I did a I was at a healthcare conference I got to do like a big speech right before they stopped all these like big conferences and yeah. so 
even like I feel like when Boris Johnson caught the the COVID and all that stuff and just making these <laughs> statements here, yeah. it's like, okay, this stuff is 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 very serious. And for those, maybe not for me and you, because um, we look healthy and, and and just full strength and we're good. And but like those, even my grandma just got recently admitted to the hospital and she's out now. She's great, but first thing they test for is is corona, right? There's just yeah. very low survival rate for this stuff. So, but I feel like it's so but, hard. No, wait, wait, hold on. Low survival rate amongst for for those who are above like seventy. For if you're like a, okay, to my right. knowledge, not in general, right? And obviously, can do your own due diligence and research for those listening. But for those who are younger, like they're invincible still, right? Per se, they feel invincible. I'm 41. I'm right? never gonna die. Uh, we're both invincible here, right? <laughs> right. Uh, we got tiger blood, right, on that. But I'm just saying, for those children, like they they don't. From what I've read, and I've always have like even doctors come into our bar and just tell us about the recent films. I'm like, hey, are you scared about what's going on? They're like, well, we get tested every day. We wear all the PPP equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe it's asymptomatic for those who are young, but it's just so hard to translate. I feel like what's disconnect is it's so hard to just really show what's out there for those. So for those who before you get it, like you, this is one of the things. Like I don't really know if this is like I even have some like coworkers who are like. I feel like this is all a ploy or all of the Illuminati finally moving in to move their stuff. I'm like, okay, that's one perspective. Another perspective <laughs> is like, Chop is like the greatest movement, Chaz. is like the greatest movement that needs to happen. So it's like all these different perspectives. And I say at least our bar, at least like here in the podcast, we can at least sit down and discuss these ideas sure. to find what the real truth is. You have to be the medium. In right, that. right. So uh, for the record, I... I definitely am scared of this and i feel like hopefully it gets phased or we can reopen right but i understand why they forced us closed but at least allowed us some concessions like takeout cocktails and deliveries yeah. and windows and stuff like that so, so the takeaway here from this part of it is that you take i mean you you take it seriously so you're doing right. everything that Right. You're, you have to do. Oh, I'm deathly scared of it, right? But I don't know what it is because it, as long as it has, I haven't seen it manifest personally with myself. But yeah, it's like the, I feel like with others, the trust in the institutions telling them to be scared of it has right. been rocked because of let's just say the the common place of like fake news is like, do I really trust this source? They're telling me to stay in, but are they trying to me? So I understand why people would be frustrated by staying in all the time. And you know, if um. Um, I'm perfectly okay being at home. Oh, I'm as brave as you. I'm just, <laughs> I love to go out and stuff, but I, I, I know other yeah. people. Yeah. It's like, yeah. obviously, obviously we've Uber enjoyed and loved the, the times that we've gone to right. cure and the protests our, have told otherwise, right? Be cautious, be cautious. And then the protests come out and all of a sudden people are so close together. It's like, what happened to it? But I'm. We're going to talk about what happened, but I'm just saying, like, okay, people want to get out and raise their voice. And sure. Just, yeah, get their opinions out there. Um, I'm goofy in the fact that I am also just as equally content being at home. <laughs> oh, man. I'm in a it's 650. Like, your, your place is – I have a 650. I go crazy, and I understand like, so this so is the this, this is what I love. This is what I love so far that's been happening is that we've uh, – our close circle of friends. Yeah. A big chunk of them have been petrified by this whole thing. But now that it's loosening a little bit, right? they're starting to hit me up. Because luckily for wives and I, uh, 
our home, right? Lori, Lori and I, our home has been sort of a hub where people come here. I mean, we're lucky because we have the, you know, I don't want to say lucky, but we've planned it because we have the space and we're so flexible for, I mean, if it's a football game, if it's a UFC fight, if it's a, if it's a boxing, if it's anything, we'll host it and then we can have anyone here. And our close group of friends, they're starting to hit me up now. <laughs> well, okay. McGregor's retired and he doesn't want to fight mm, if there's not the an audience. Time. Right, right. There's not an audience there. It's not coming back. So you know what? Like... He can go away. <laughs> there's uh, there's plenty of other uber exciting people. There's still people who think the cowboy and him are just small, like just him to get back into favor. I don't know. I don't speak to it, but I know he wants a crowd. Yeah. Right? And so, anyways. I don't think uh, it's the the fight game. You can't put all of your chips into one or two fighters. Right. Because there's so many fighters that deserve a shot. Right. Right, and you can't just keep them on hold, but all this uncertainty there. Oh, there's so many exciting oh, yeah. fighters. I mean, that's why I love UFC. So the first fight, the first event that UFC had, they had it in Florida. It was almost three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Right. The whole card was just fantastic. Was that when Nagano was just throwing bombs? And just no, like, it wasn't. Who I don't even remember who the main event was. Oh, wow. That's um, probably before that. Then just they've been running events, right? They've you been see? having events, right. and they've all been really good. Right. So there's always someone. I mean, I mean, fighters. Right. Have to hold your title, and they're gonna get anyway. So it's fantastic. But what what I'm loving is the fact that our friends who are now uh, I'm calling it hibernation. So our friends who have been in hibernation during this whole, uh, this whole mess, they're starting to reach out to me and saying, okay. Can well, we come over? <laughs> okay. Hold on. I've heard this sentiment, at least in the States, and then, right, that America's just, we're just tired of COVID. So we're tired of it. So we're just going to, we're just done with it. It's over. Just I mean, it is, isn't it? I, in many senses, the national stage has just taken Did you see Brooklyn? Of, right. All these, yesterday? In Philadelphia and all these Washington, D.C., the March How could there. it not be over? Right. Well, it's, it's over in the sense that the fear of what's going on has been superseded by. What's what I like to say the first, literally the first amendment of the United States, right, of the Constitution, which is just like freedom of speech. There's not, uh, I would say, a whole protection saying like freedom against being staying at home and trying to avoid this virus. When the minute where we have to protest against something bigger like police brutality, I feel like that superseded. Any fears we had with each other? You look like you're you look like you're stewing up with thoughts right now. Well, <laughs> yes, because first of all, in my old age, I'm actually turning more libertarian than anything. No, you don't want any involvement from the federal. It's all nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's all, all right. nonsense. You're speaking to someone who's at the whims of the liquor board and the small business administration. No, you're absolutely right. You know what I wanted to do? Um, I had a, an idea with a friend of mine to make a wine that had a certain label on it yeah. with a catchphrase. So I went to my winemaker friends, and I'm like, hey, I have this great idea for this wine that has this label on it. There are 10 laws that say that I can't do it. What? Okay. So it's very So stringent. like if you and I... Right. right. If you and I partnered and said, you know what, let's do a let's do a cure cocktail red wine blend. Mm -hmm. So it's a bottle that has 
let's say cure oh, on it and the CZ media on it, right? And that you sold it, can't do it. Okay, I have friends in the in the cannabis industry, and they say that right now with the amount of regulation that's been through cannabis, like uh, I don't know anything for the record, right? But there's this this growth in called gray market cannabis markets, right? Yeah. Because there's just so much red tape and bureaucracy around that, and so alcohols from the prohibition i think there's what an amendment out there now that you know we can do we you know we can have alcohol service and we can't have alcohol service and we can't have alcohol service i'm just saying the alcohol industry has been very very strict and very regulated and that's yeah. why liquor board's so slow and you're kind of seeing this in cannabis industry but that's that's probably why i'm seeing like your your frustration where i physically i want to open full 100 capacity is even outdoor seating and all this stuff but I know that someone will just snap a photo and it's also not responsible or whatever like that of us not following the the laws of sure. the governor states. And right. so we've been really at the whim of it and we're trying to make the best, which is probably why we caught your attention in the first place, which is like we couldn't do anything. We were stuck in a corner. So we had to do cocktail kits. We could deliver them. Our bartenders became drivers. Our kitchen staff became drivers. Yeah. Our- and actually, so kudos to your staff for being able to adjust to oh, that. Oh, I love them. You guys are the greatest. I mean, saved my life. Just kudos to that because it takes good employees to be able to understand what's going on. Right. Right. Because, uh, and, and you know, early on, I had a job where I didn't care. I just punched in and punched out. It didn't matter. Like right. the place could burn down. I didn't care. I know some employees like that, yeah. right? But a lot of actually, hundred percent of them understood the but gravity. But the, the ones that you want, right, are the right. ones that care and will be right. with you. So kudos to them, right? Kudos to well, them. Thank you. If and then, you know, I'm to gonna. I, I will go ahead and uh, <clears throat> be <laughs> outspoken on saying this that <clears throat> I've seen a few not so great comments towards Cure oh, about yeah. your staff, right? 100% wrong. Oh, thank you. That's just sweet. 100% we- wrong. It's like it for what the and, and I won't go too deep into it. But ultimately, what you want when you go into any business is good service, right? Knowledgeable people, a great experience. And that's what cure provides. Well, thank and it, you. it doesn't matter. Uh, well, other than that, it's I would irrelevant. Say the staff, like, obviously, we're, we're not perfect 100% of the time. And in many ways, like I said, we're at the whims of the laws here, like sealed alcohol deliveries. Okay, and then the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Surgeon General said no masks. They didn't say no masks, but had no official rules about it. Then became masks essential. And so, and in many ways, a lot of frustrations or the comments to the staff or to us, it's like, oh, this gentleman, he didn't wear a mask and stuff <laughs> like that for his delivery. And so we implement the policies, like immediately saying, okay, all gloves, all masks. And then they say, okay. And then so we're like, we're sorry that we send you, we'll send you a new sealed kit. It's all sealed and everything. Oh, sealed. You got those? Uh, we have people who've called and it's like, you know, sometimes oh our drivers, goodness. he, he ring oh. the doorbell. And I understand no contact delivery because at least for the record, I'm, I'm in fear of this virus and the second wave and Dr. Fauci and all that stuff. Like, I, I am going to have to at least trust the foundation that is science, right? Okay, same I'm t- going to be bold here. <laughs> I stopped caring about what Fauci said 
What did he say? Or well, I guess when when did when was the I stopped caring when he got played by Brad Pitt on SNL? When he said he wanted Brad Pitt to be okay. him on SNL. But didn't he didn't he I thought he stopped or he was like foundation to like the HIV movement and yeah, that I mean, awareness that was and decades stuff. Ago. Okay. Like, you're only as good as your last one. And then this <laughs> one he and then on top of that, I watch YouTube way more than network TV. Yeah. He was on every stupid YouTuber's channel. Oh, I didn't know that. He probably maybe that was a strategy to just get to yeah, the young in the mainstream. Yeah, I, I guess. know. But they're not was, doing the briefings as frequently as before. Well, he, uh, Fauci's been right on. Gone. You, uh, he's who knows. Yeah. So, like the other day, he said that uh, <laughs> maybe it wasn't a great idea to close. But then, oh I read, yeah, look, so mixed comments about okay. Second wave closing. We can't close too long yeah. for business. So, but then the, just a few days ago, I read a headline that said, and headlined. I'll agree, I'm guilty like a bunch of other people. I read headlines and not and necessarily not the whole thing. Story. But the headline was that uh, we're nowhere near done, right? But the just before that, he said uh, that it wasn't a good real, deal. Right. Yeah. Um, so who cares? Right. So the sentiment is what I'm reading from all of this is they're kind of like us. We're everyday new stuff's presenting and you have to react so fast and things can't move as fast as we'd like them to right. to change. Uh, understandable. And, right. Completely understandable. Right. Out of Minnesota, this this event comes out of nowhere where it's a kind of like a manifestation of police brutality. Yeah. Right. And so <clears throat> it's like, how can people react and move so fast, even business owners or those who are essential workers? Yeah. It's been which is impossible, really, pretty much. Really tough. So right? you mentioned it. So that we, let's just get into it. And like I said, I haven't done a show in forever. Um, well, if, if a couple months, but <sighs> you look like you're preparing for war, my friend. Well, no, <laughs> no. It's just it's it's unfortunate. I will say it's unfortunate, and I will say that there are obvious problems, right? But the perspective that i'm bringing is that when you have people cooped up for months right and then so it's a pressure cooker right it's like i've uh in, oh, in the last up in the last sure. few weeks one of the best things i bought in the last few weeks was the foodie ninja <laughs> oh for blending all this stuff no right? the cooker Okay. <laughs> so I bought a foodie ninja uh -huh. that is a pressure cooker, slow cooker, air fryer, dehydrator, yogurt maker. Uh, it bakes and it sautés. Wow, it's like a full-time kitchen staff. It is one of the best <laughs> kitchen appliances that I've ever bought. So I've been pressure cooking a lot. How are you going to equate? Okay, all right, I'm waiting. <laughs> so it's a so basically what I'm saying is that this is my first experience pressure cooking, right? So pressure cooker, when I put ribs, because that's what I've been cooking the most in ribs, it takes time to heat up because <laughs> you have to build the pressure. So there's steam coming in. There's heat. There's steam coming in. But then the true pressure cooking doesn't happen until there's a seal formed where there's so much pressure that it pushes back down on the lid so it's fully encapsulated and then and then it's just held there so there's just this immense pressure coming in and then when you're done with the with the cooking you release the pressure and it's like uh old faithful 
much. Where it's just this juts up, right? It just jets up. This right. powerful. It goes up to our ceiling. Wow. Okay. We've been in. Quarantine was the pre-pressure. Right. Can't go anywhere. Right. Like, all right. Business totally shut down. Right. All right. Now you're. Now we're like, we're you totally. Even pressure. if you go out, there's nothing. Parks there's nowhere are, to go. Playgrounds have caution tape on them. Exactly. Just, just nothing toping. to go. Right. Peer pressure. There's pressure, pressure, pressure. Right. There's shame. Like you're going out. How dare you? I can. I, I, we A were there. A criminal act happened. Right. 100%. I'm totally angry. This dude committed a criminal act. Mm-hmm. And it was just someone flipping the switch from seal to vent. Oh, yes. And it just unleashed. Right. Completely understand. Right. Right. So that's where it is. It was. It. it, it I don't even. Okay, if I say overreaction, that would be horrible. No, it's not I, an overreaction. No, it was. But it's just a reaction that was. Uh, pent up. Because we've been denied. Right. Well, just so the social things. interactions. Like I'm saying. That, exactly. Well, I guess you know, for the record, it's just true. Right, a, 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 a police officer abuses power, kneel on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 45 seconds. Right, abuse of power, and it just killed him. He straight up murdered him on recorded video. Right, and, right, and and that just kind of that was the, the release for the Black Lives Matter movement for, for and, everyone. I, I mean, I'm everyone not even gonna say it's like it's for everyone. Now there was this channeled energy of anger, and I, I understand well, I will never understand the pain that those communities, those, those the minority communities, or those who are discriminated against, right? I can say I understand it, but until you're physically there and seeing this manifestation of his anger and holding the police accountable, it's just it's insane. It's almost a topic that a lot of businesses refuse to touch because they're so scared that but i would say this is what i've learned because we've at least cure cocktail you know we've said that we we want to stay alive because we we want to support peaceful protests but even when we say we support peaceful protests there's so much anger out there where it's like well doesn't and i've had this question i can show you a direct response doesn't sometimes violence, if peace isn't the answer, Martin Luther King was assassinated because of his peaceful protests, and he was met with violence ultimately at the end of his life, right? But there's violence, sometimes that will get the national stage of attention and get enough people to make the changes that are necessary. And the question that I throw back to them is like, I'm Sean Sheffer, I'm an owner of a small you know, business, and I will do my part, but it's going to take more than just... Rancho Bravo, myself, you, Carlos, it's going to take a movement to answer these questions. I'm not the forebearer of truth. We have to hold those in public. So there's this whole depth of things <laughs> that I feel I like. I mean, what you just said there huh. is right. probably the most important thing that I've heard anyone say is that you said we have to hold, re- rewind what you just said. Oh, like those seconds. in public uh, office accountable for things. You have to hold the people that are actually in power. Right accountable for what is happening right that's not happening right at all and that's why you're seeing these what was felt as at least in the corona quarantines and covid19 they felt at least helpless i felt helpless as well like we can't do anything we can't even go out and now the those in power who are telling us 
that they, we can't go out there. We can't even go out and eat. Can't even have a drink with yeah. our buddies <clears throat> at the end of the night. So I'm gonna play. Um, I don't know. This isn't Devil's Advocate. I don't think it is. But um, I have a lot of friends that live out in, in Mexico and then in Europe. Oh, they think America is just on the brink of self-destruction, self-war, right? Well, no. I'm I'll, so no. So specifically, so wife and I um, have been going to Mexico twice a year forever because it's the best place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, uh, our plan is to ultimately just move there. But in Mexico, <laughs> curfew was like 4, 5 p.m. Wow. And if you were walking outside, so they closed everything down, right? And then mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a very popular tourist destination. If you were walking outside and if the cops saw you, they would stop you and ask you where you're going. And if you didn't have a good if you didn't have a good reason you would be ticketed wow so what so we have friends that live in this town and they would when they would go on their walks they would always carry a grocery bag because they would just say i'm going to the store i'm I'm walking to the store and going to get it and then they would just leave them alone but if you didn't you would be ticketed the beaches were closed wow there was no liquor sales what was this pro? What was this curfew for? Was it because of this, because oh, of COVID? Corona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Corona. Even though they had minuscule amounts, <laughs> like oh, po- like less than one percent. Right. Right. They were just reacting to everything. It was a knee jerk reaction that this particular local Mexican government did, where they went full on draconian. <laughs> just right. controlling. Yep. That's just one. That that's Mexico. That's Mexico. So uh, two nights ago, uh, I uh, we talked about this before where I have I worked for a barcode labeling company for a, uh, for yeah. a long time. <clears throat> so one of my really good buddies who's German and he currently lives in Berlin. Uh, he was we were chatting the other day and then he said in Berlin it was the same thing. And actually, he said you couldn't even go out shopping for food like they had other systems set up for you to get food like they just they you literally could not go outside of your house oh my god so perspective wise right i've for the first six weeks of quarantine once or twice a week i was going to my local fish shop because i decided to put my focus and my mental health into getting aquariums and fish. Mm-hmm. So as you can see in the CZ Media podcast, we have two aquariums. We have a 40-gallon with about 50 fish in it. This is from the quarantine? You got yeah. this? Oh, wow. This is recent additions. Okay. And then I got a little three-gallon with a bunch of shrimp. Well, this is your area of that control. One, it's like a world I could build. control it. But right. I was able to go to my fish shop. Well, I thank you, though, because you were supporting their business. Because they were open. Right. They never closed. So my fish shop did not close because they were deemed essential. Okay. See, a lot of this rules are just kind of wacky run by people who don't really know. And these are the the cheap tanks I have. Right. Oh, you got good ones. My pricey fish. Oh, I saw one over there, right? Yeah. My pricey fish in a bigger tank is over there. 
<laughs> but at the same time, my buddy who was on a construction crew doing remodels on empty homes, they were shut down. Right. They were deemed unessential. I saw that uh, when they relieved those kind of regulations to stop contractors from working, you should have seen Home Depot's lines. Like, they were just gone of all their products. Oh, was, and then on top of that, right. so you mentioned Home Depot. Yeah. I have a Lowe's nearby. I did a bunch of home improvement stuff. Right. And I could go to Home Depot anytime I wanted. Right. No one asked me where I was going. I could still go to Wendy's. Right. Like, I live near Rainier. Right. Which is, uh, so there's Wendy's, there's McDonald's, there's Burger King, there's Baskin Robbins. I could still go to all of those. And it's your cocktail, right? Just because I would say those and I, I'm going to say that at least the, the, the purpose of this was noble to say that there are essential and non-essential businesses. Mm-hmm. But those who, was in, those who were in place to decide those things, like, okay, we know for a fact hospitals are, are essential. It's so sure. easy to – but I don't know. I don't know how an aquarium store, and I guess I guess what I'm right. saying is I'm glad I'm not <laughs> the one sitting there making these decisions. That okay, restaurants that serve food and alcohol because our our sister look like not sister location, but we're really really close. We we provide food for Rockbox, so I'm gonna give them a shout out. They yeah they they've been supporting us. They get our food and everything for the past almost like ten years now, and so. They were deemed non-essential because they're a karaoke bar that sings, right? Yeah, yeah, they do karaoke. Well, they didn't have a strong enough voice, or or, I I don't know the owners, but I I know if they had had someone going to Olympia and saying, "Hey, we are providing," right? We are essential. Maybe they could have opened. They could have opened. So maybe you and I are both upset at like the. the, Just what I'm saying. It's all nonsense, right? The controlling body that made essential. So I guess. Maybe they just were in a room and they just said, and that's my frustration too. It's like, okay, those, if you serve food and alcohol, you're okay. If you only serve alcohol, then you're like line of business. And I, you know, I love their management, their team, their staff, and they've been unemployed for a while. But that leads into a different equation, which is another problem that these small businesses are facing. And it's kind of hard to kind of raise this, which is their employees don't want to come back per se because of the 600 plus uh, fund on <laughs> so that, right? This is an excellent point. Right. And right. I have, again, firsthand experience in this. Let's talk about that uh, after a very short break. Okay. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> 